Dear Easter people of First Lutheran Church, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. You've been talking on the phone now for well over an hour, and just as you're about to say your goodbyes, your beloved mother says, oh, just wait a minute. There's something else I needed to tell you. Uh, what was that? Um, hold on, let's see. It was right on the tip of my tongue. No, I already told you, Dad and I had pork chops last night, and I think we're going to have French toast maybe tomorrow, and man, that darn cat is constipated again. And... Heavens, I just, I, just a minute, just a minute. Now, can I ask you, does this sound vaguely familiar? It is called the infamous... Minnesota or Midwestern goodbye. They go on forever. And so it is in a way with St. John's Gospel. It has two goodbyes or two endings. The first ending in John chapter 20, Jesus reveals himself to his disciples after his resurrection. He finds them cowering behind locked doors, as you recall, in the upper room. He gives them his reassuring word of peace. He breathes on them his Holy Spirit, and then he sends them forth in mission. As the Father send, has sent me, so I send you. Sounds like a perfectly good ending, doesn't it? But it's not. Because now in John chapter 21, we have a second ending, where Jesus is on the shoreline of Lake Galilee cooking breakfast for his disciples. Confusing? For sure. But it's hard to blame John because we all know how hard it is to come to those endings. You think you've said everything, and then you think of something else, something too important to leave out. P.S. we write on the bottom of the page. Just a minute. Um, wait. It's right on the tip of my tongue. Another Midwestern goodbye. As a whole, I think we human beings are not very good at endings. We much prefer beginnings. A visiting the hospital nursery like Bonnie's little kids we just heard so wondrously. Or not so much going to the nursing home visiting someone like me. Or, we don't like midnight, but we'd rather prefer, prefer daybreak. Saying hello rather than goodbye. And so St. John gives us a postscript, a PS, to comfort us in times of waiting for a new dawn. And St. John knew this. Now the second ending in our gospel text for today begins after the disciples have made the long trek from Jerusalem up back to Lake Alley, where it all started, where they now felt back at home. So Peter says, let's go fishing. But for them, this was more than just daydreaming, watching their corks float. It was a serious decision to get back to work to their former lives. 
to get back to the only thing they knew how to do without them. The one they'd left everything for, the one who called them children, the one they called Master and Lord. And so they started drifting. He's gone after all. They hadn't seen him since Jerusalem in that locked upper room. Even gave Thomas some skin in the game. Amazing. Never forget it. But now time to get on with life, and so they crawl back into the old familiar boat again. Fish all night, casting their nets, coming up empty, a perfect match for their hearts. So now what? Can't go backward, can't go forward. They just sit there in the dark and watch the sun slowly rise. But then they hear this voice calling out to them from the shoreline. Children, boys, have you caught anything? Try casting starboard. And as that creation with God's word brooding over the waters, the shiny fins of fish filled the old boat to near sinking in that morning light. Oh, how quickly they'd forgotten. They'd forgotten their deep down purpose. But now it was, as Yogi Berra would say, deja vu all over again. And they remembered Jesus' words, I will make you fishers of people. Yes, it's the Lord, says the beloved disciple. And Peter jumps overboard with joy, naked as a chaybird, but finally clothed in the confidence of whom it was who was calling them as in the beginning, calling them to shore. The copper-colored coals glowing in the sand, wood smoke curling through their hair, fish sizzling over the low flames, the sound of God's gravity of grace as the waves began to lap upon the shore. It's a dream, all right, only it's a dream too good not to be true. And Jesus is not serving supper this time. That was the last meal of their old life together. Rather, this is the first meal of their new life together, a resurrection breakfast prepared by the only one who knows its heavenly recipe. Peter says, Jesus, I have something to tell you. It's on the very tip of my tongue. Do you love me? Peter, family of First Lutheran Church, asked Jesus, do you love me? Yes, so now share the whopping but true tale of my victory over death, full to the gills with my holy word of forgiveness and life that's been reeled in from the depths of sin. For there are a lot of hungry people out there, now start fishing the way that I have taught you. Love them. Feed them. A woman with a lunchbox lifts her five-year-old up onto the first step of the school bus and says, Honey, goodbye. A father and mother move their son to a distant state, and as they pull out of the driveway, 
There's a McDonald's bag with wrapping in the front seat. And they choke back the tears and say goodbye. Two old friends grip each other's hands as though they'll never let go and yet know that this is the last time they'll see each other, this, co- this side of God's kingdom. Goodbye, dear friend. I'll always remember you. It was a long while ago that the words, God be with you, disappeared into our modern phrase, goodbye. But every now and again, some trace of them still glimmers through as it does again this day. Yes, do this in remembrance, says he. The word who became flesh on the tip of his tongue, now taking up residence on ours. Here I am, right here, says Jesus. This bread, my body, for you, for forgiveness, for new life, a love that never ends. Amen.